Yelich sends one to right center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and go! For Yelich! He has tied the game with a booming home run. He got it all. Tied up 4-4 on a big home run the pitch. Ryan Braun sends it to right center and deep. Get up! What's going on, Ball and Glove Lover and Brewer fans? Welcome to the Brewers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. I am host Tyler. You can find me on Twitter at Tyler Kurt. You can read my article by following and reviewing the brew on Twitter. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod to get all our latest content regarding the Bucks, Brewers, and Packers. Trevor is not joining me here tonight. He had to get up at 3.30 yesterday or, or today, one of the two, and Regardless, is going to get some sleep, some much-needed sleep in our old man state here. So it'll just be me going solo on this podcast here that is coming out on St. Patrick's Day as you are listening to this. So happy St. Patrick's Day. Hopefully the day treats you as well as it did the Milwaukee Brewers yesterday on Tuesday when they beat the Dodgers 7-2. to I know it's hard to get excited about spring training wins, but in this game, they face nobody besides Clayton Kershaw and Trevor Bauer, and they put up seven runs, and they did a lot of damage against these two pitchers. They had four home runs in total, two of them coming off Clayton Kershaw. That was Colton Wong and Luis Urias in the first inning, and then in the seventh inning, Luke Molly, and then the eighth inning, Zach Greed. Both of those last two are off Trevor Bauer, so... On their way, they also collected 11 hits. So this team looks ready. I, mean, I know I know it's spring training and, and take it for what it's worth, but a game like this certainly gives you a little boost of confidence here when you're going up against that quality of pitching arms. That being said, we are now officially past the Travis Shaw opt-out date, and to no surprise, I don't think it was announced that he has made the 40-man roster. So the move was made possible by placing Mark Mathias on the injured list. He is going on the 60-day IL, officially announced with a labrum injury. From the reports I've gathered, he's still exploring options, whether he wants to go surgical route with it or if he wants to rehab it. I also learned he apparently has a history of a labrum issue in that same shoulder dating back about seven years ago. So lots of tough things to consider there for Mark Mathias. Really a tough break for a guy who was competing to be a utility infielder for this team on opening day. All of that has come to a screeching halt here. But nonetheless, it opens the door, as I said, via an injury. I think I wrote that in an article for Viewing the Brew that Travis Shaw gets on. Now, I don't think it was all just because we have so many injuries that Travis Shaw got on, even though when you look at his stat line to date here, sure, it's not all that impressive. A 174 batting average, 345 on base percentage, 348 slugging, 693 OPS. 
but he has drawn six walks and made some fairly decent contact. And in his Zoom meeting or Skype meeting, whatever they do now for press conferences, Travis Shaw said, it's on me to produce. And it really is because I don't think the Brewers will hesitate if he struggles to part ways with him. But it also is you know, too big of a risk at this point to say, ah, well, we just don't like what you're doing in spring training here so far. We're going to try our luck with someone else. But why not give Travis Shaw a look? I think that's what they're going for here. They obviously have liked enough out of what they've seen from him, despite the lower statistical you know, significance to the eye anyway. So I'm excited that Travis Shaw is going to get a place here. He definitely has the ability to hit for power, as we've known, as two seasons of hitting over 30 home runs for the Milwaukee Brewers. And it for a decent average is an average to a slightly above average defender at the hot corner. So I'm really excited that Travis Shaw, the mayor, is going to be back. It's Shawshank redemption season here, as you want to call it. So let the puns start rolling off. Uh, Travis Shaw is at least going to be here for the beginning part of the season. But as I mentioned, I would not be surprised if he struggles. They DFA him, they could trade him, release him. Any of those three above are certainly options. A whole bunch of other corresponding moves also happened with the Milwaukee Brewers today. So they optioned a bunch of players to minor league camp. Phil Bickford was assigned to AAA, so that's where he'll begin the season. And then the remainder of these seasons is just as reassigned to minor league camp, so not quite sure on where they're going to start yet in the minors. That is outfielder Dylan Cousins, infielder Zach Green, catcher Peyton Henry, Infielder slash outfielder, your utility player, Pablo Reyes. Right-hand pitcher, Zach Brown. And then Aaron Ashby finally got reassigned. We got really excited over the weekend when Ashby wasn't on the initial cuts, or not, it's not cuts, official list of players getting reassigned to minor leagues. We're like, oh, he, what, he's, he's got a chance to make Bobanegda roster. No, he never did. <laughs> he didn't perform well over the weekend, but even if he would have, there's a very, very, very slim chance that that would have actually happened. He is going to start the year in the minors. Certainly is a candidate for a mid-season, late-season call-up, though. So, do not forget the name Aaron Ashby. Be interesting to see how they use him in the minors. Is he going? Are they going to keep him stretched out? Are they going to say, "Hey, we want you to work on being part of the bullpen"? They might even change paths on what they're thinking with him halfway through the year. So that'll be one thing to in or one thing to look with in terms of Aaron Ashby, Pablo Reyes. I thought if you were going to say we're going to give the third base job to the player who has earned it the most through their performance this spring, Pablo Reyes would have been your guy. From a batting average standpoint, he's at 350, 481 on base percentage, 700 slugging, 1.181 OPS, and he's in the top 10 for the Brewers anyway and at bats. So it's not like this is a smaller-ish sample size compared to like some of the other guys who haven't racked up those total yet, but the Brewers are playing him, and he was producing. So I do think it is nice that we are able to keep him here, you know, re-signing to the minor leagues. He's got very limited MLB experience, and like I mentioned in a previous podcast, he's 27 years old, so a little bit experienced, 
But certainly at this point, you have to say he's technically one of these MLB-ready guys. If Travis Shaw struggles and Pablo Reyes is doing well in AAA or wherever he starts, you have that option in the back burner. Of course, you'd have to add him to the 40-man roster, but it is nice to have that kind of sense of security down in the minor leagues. And I think that's what the Brewers thinking was with Zach Green as well, for he was reassigned to minor league camp. He got off to a rather slow start, but has certainly found a power stroke as of late. As I mentioned, he had that home run off of Trevor Bauer today. Uh, According to the MLB stats here online, he's got two homers, nine RBIs already. He had a bases clearing uh, double over the weekend, so that certainly helped rack up the RBI total. But hitting 278, 316 on base percentage, 833 slugging, 1.49 OPS throughout camp so far. Has struck out six times, so maybe that's a little bit of a concern there, but certainly has some power. And as I mentioned, he is a technically MLB ready guy just sitting down there in the minor leagues if Travis Shaw were to falter. So I think like last year we had, you know, bounce, we were depending on these bounce back performances from guys. We were called the bounce back brewers, like Justin Smoke needed to rebound, Judd Jerko, etc. And really in the minor leagues or on the alternative training site or anything from an offensive standpoint, they didn't really have a ton of more options, especially when Logan Morrison faltered as well and Brock Holt and Eric Sogard. So all of a sudden they were scrambling to try and figure out what they were going to do positionally, and that should not be the case this year. It kind of allows them to have a shorter leash, actually, if you think about it with Travis Shaw, because now you give him, well, under 60 games, you give him, I don't know, a good 40 games, and if he's struggling and not finding his groove, you move on to the next guy. You don't have to give him until midsummer to make a decision on whether or not want to keep Travis Shaw or not. That leash can get a lot shorter, which should in return help you win a lot more ball games. Obviously, I hope that does not happen to Travis Shaw. I am personally rooting for him, but it is nice to have that sense of security as I have outlined here a couple times as I've been rambling on about the depth in the minor leagues, especially at the corner or at the third base spot. So that is what's going on from a roster standpoint at this time. And then lastly, I wanted to touch on today, Ryan Braun's comments. So he was being interviewed by Euchre in a previous game. I think it was Sunday, might've been Monday. My memory's fading me here a little bit. But when he was on there, he essentially said that there's definitely no chance he is being back with the Brewers by opening day. He said he is content with where he's at. Hasn't really swung a baseball bat or done anything by the sounds of it. And that he will, you know, maybe reevaluate and see how he feels once there's actual regular season games on TV. So again, those were his words. So most certainly there is no chance he's going to be on the day opening roster. He's not going to pop up at camp tomorrow and start slowly integrating his way back into baseball shape. Not a chance, which is really just a bummer for me. But he hasn't announced his retirement yet, so hope is still there. There was reports a few weeks ago that someone close to the family said he was wouldn't be opposed to like targeting a July return, so obviously playing the second half of the season there. 
Which is really when you need Ryan Braun. I mean, that's when they what they saved him for was the second half of the season. Those clutch moments. I mean, you can go on and on about all the all those times he's came through for the Brewers in recent memory and delivered clutch at bats. Whether it was younger in his career or later on, most recently. So I think that's kind of what intrigues him. And then also at that point, like hopefully by after July, there are fans everywhere in the stands. That would be the goal. Then Ryan Braun could go out in his blaze of glory, getting booed by Cubs fans, welcomed by Brewer fans, and you know, getting to go around to all those stadiums one more time with fans in it, getting to experience that rather than what it was last year, which I still think is just the worst way that we could have sent him off if he does indeed not ever play again. So I would like to see him come back for the second half of the season. I'm not opposed to that whatsoever. I mean, that would be the Brewers' way of, you know, trading for an outfielder at the free at the deadline, right? And at that point, it's probably going to be because Ryan Braun wants to do it. It's going to be a really cheap contract, I would imagine. So there's certainly a lot to like if Ryan Braun does indeed come back in the July, but you know, we'll have to see how he's feeling at that point. Obviously, he's going to keep that very private to himself and analyze how he feels over the next four months until that time approaches. So, we'll keep you updated on that. Again, just to reiterate, he has not officially announced his retirement yet. Yes, technically, any team could see him. I saw somebody tweeting today about, oh, the Phillies should pick him up, and I was like, oh, geez, like, come on. Ryan Braun is not going to sign with any other team besides the Milwaukee Brewers, so let's just put those rumors aside here. That is that is not how Ryan Braun would want to go out at this point, going and signing with another team. Not going to happen. If he comes back, it is going to be with the Brewers and the Brewers only. So that is going to be it for me here today. Don't have Trevor with me to collect his thoughts, so a little bit shorter podcast. No MVP, no duds this time. We'll see how busy of a week it is. Maybe we'll bring that back for my next podcast, which unless something major happens, will be coming out next Monday, the 22nd. But until next time, you guys have a great St. Patrick's Day, and we'll talk to you later, Brewer